Genesis chapter 6, beginning at verse 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man in, on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And that's where we'll stop reading right there. Most of you Bible readers know this story well. You've heard it preached about. You've heard it taught and read it yourself. You all know the story of the creation, how that the Lord made man in His image and in His likeness. And here in only a few generations, men strayed completely away. And men's minds were only on evil continually. The Bible, if you read on down in this scripture, it says that the world was full of violence. And I think about the generation of Noah... And then I think about our generation and where we're at today. If the Lord was willing to destroy man in the days of Noah, I wonder what he thinks of us today. It said, and it repented the Lord that he made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. Didn't look too good, did it? It ain't looking too good today either, is it? This thing is not going to last. And if you're not saved, as Don said a minute ago, today's the day. You need to ask Jesus today. Because I just don't know how much longer this thing will go on. In Noah's days, men's minds were continually on evil. That's where we're at today. The world was full of violence and you turn the TV on and it's all you see. Is bad news. People dying, earthquakes, you name it, disasters, shootings. We saw an advertisement on TV the other day, and Tammy and I were talking. It was talking about serial killers. And she said, wonder why you don't hear much about that anymore. And I said, it's because we have one every week. We have them so often, we've become desensitized. And violence has become a way of our culture, and we're just okay with it anymore. What's God think? If He was willing to destroy men in Noah's day, there's not much hope for us either, is there? And I've heard folks say, well, it's going to get better. 
this is going to happen or that's going to happen. I can't read that. I can't find that in God's Word. As a matter of fact, I believe it says that there will be a great tribulation. I believe it says that all that live godly shall suffer persecution. I can't read where it's going to get better, but I can read where we're going to a better place. And friend, if you're not ready, you're not going. If you don't know Jesus, you're not going to go to heaven. It's that simple. Look bad for men in Noah's days. And, and just as it does today, and, and it, I'm sure Noah had neighbors. Noah saw folks that passed by as he worked and labored from day to day that laughed at him and, and made fun of him and said there's nothing to that. Why, it's never rained. The earth is watered from the dew that comes from the ground. Noah, don't you know nothing? It's never rained. It's not going to rain. Noah, why are you wasting your time? But, and here is the key verse in this whole Scripture. In these three chapters, men were, were filled with violence. Men, were, were, their mind was only on evil continually. But thank God for this word in verse 9, I believe it is. But look like man's going to just be wiped out. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Well, we're just flesh and blood, Bobby. That's all we are. Roger, we're nothing special. Sinners, just like they were in Noah's day. And if we got what we deserved, we'd be destroyed as well. And folks, that's a good Bible story, ain't it? That's what we can teach to our children about Noah and the flood. Let me let you in on a little secret. It's not just a story, it actually happened. Let me let you in on another little secret. It's going to be destroyed again. Did you know that? The Bible says that the earth and the very elements thereof will melt with a fervent heat. I read where the dead, great, and small will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And if your name is found in the book of life, you'll go on board. But if it's not in there, you'll be cast in to the lake of fire to burn for an eternity. All flesh will be destroyed. And the only ones that will make it will be the ones whose names have been written in the last book of life. Noah worked and worked for 120 years and then life him to scorn. Men said there's nothing to that. They said you're wasting your time. But look who got on board the ship. Look who was saved inside the ark. Look who made it. I'm here to tell you today. There was one family that was found on the ark. And it was Noah and his family. Whenever we leave this country, there's a ship we're going to get on. We're in it today. And it's going to set sail for glory one day after a while. And it's not the strangers that will be on it. It's not the Costers. It's not the Ellisons. It's not the Parkers. It's the family of God. Aren't you glad you're a part of it? But Noah 
But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. There's more in that than I can preach out. But Noah, let's start with the first word. All flesh was going to be destroyed. And the word but in this scripture is a conjunction. You boys and girls that have are in school know that that's a conjunction. It's something that joins two thoughts. The word but indicates an exception. It indicates something was different. It indicates that it was, wasn't the normal. It wasn't the norm. All flesh was meant to be destroyed, but, and one man was named, Noah, found grace in the eyes of the Lord. But, what exception. Let me preach this to you today. We have lived to a day where just everybody says they're going to heaven. We have lived to a day where just all denominations and all you got to do is claim, make a, make a, proclamation, make a profession. All you got to do is join a church. All you got to do is be baptized. And my aunt, my uncle, my grandma, my papa, and they were church members and they're going to heaven and I'm going to. Let me tell you something. Be very careful and know that you are saved by the grace of God because there's only one group going to get to go and that's the redeemed. And for all these that believe, they're just going to fly away, folks. Broad is the way of destruction, and many be that go in there at. But straight is the way that leadeth to life everlasting, and few there be that go in there at. Few is an exception, isn't it? Few is not the majority. Few is just a handful. I'm here to tell you today, this is a lot straighter than what we give God credit for. This is a lot closer than what we give God credit for. And I believe with the time is drawing near, they laughed at Noah as he sweat from day to day, as he had him and his boys out there working, putting the ark together. And that's what we're doing in this day and age. We're working on a building. We're working on a ship. I I just have a hard enough time keeping my little white brick in order. I have a hard enough time keeping my little white stone straight and in the place that it needs to be. Oh, and we're still building on. I'm looking forward to revival where we can continue to build on the ship. I'm looking to add some more, aren't you? Uh, you say, preacher, your little white stone, yeah, and revelation it says, He that overcometh to him will he giveth a little white stone and it in a new name. And only he that giveth it and he that receiveth it shall know it. He'll call my name one day and I'll sail away home. Amen. We're working on the ark if you'll have that. 
were working on the ship. And we need to keep building, don't we? Yeah. We need to keep adding on. The Lord wants to add on at Dutch Bottoms. What are you saying, preacher? Jesus wants to, I'm going to put it as plain as I know how to put it. Jesus wants to save you. That's all I know how to say. That's all the way I know how to say it. There is no if in that statement. There is no might in that statement. There is no baby in that statement. I want to say it again. I want you to hear me. I want you to understand that it's a definite thing. Jesus wants to save you. That's how we add on. We're just, just call me Noah. Was it Seth? Was that his name? His son, Ham, and Japheth. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. This meal, boys. Sometimes it's hard to lift the beams, isn't it? To get in place where they need to be. Sometimes the wind blows and we can't work the way we'd like to. Sometimes the storms come by and the rains fall and the ship is tossed. But let's keep building because we got a journey to take one day after a while. We're going home when this life is over. Oh. But <clears throat> Noah, he had a name, didn't he? God called him by name. He had a name. I'm terrible with names. Some names I hear seven, eight, ten times and it still don't register through this thick brain. I've known Christy all my life. And I've known the girls but it didn't register with me. Elena and Olivia. I know them now. Sometimes it don't register with me, but you let my child call me on the phone and I know their voice instantly. You let them walk through my front door and I know them without them ever speaking because they're mine. Yeah. Only one family. And God knows what. God knows God knows each and every child by name. And you know what? He knows Mike. He knows you. But Noah found grace 
did something, didn't he? Remember your grammar? Found is a verb indicating action. He found something. Found what? He found grace. Found it where? In the eyes of the Lord. It didn't matter what his neighbor thought. It doesn't matter what your neighbor thinks. They may think you're the lowest form of humanity that's ever crawled out from under a rock. It's irrelevant as long as you have found grace in the eyes of the Lord. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. What is grace? It's the unmerited, undeserved love and favor of the Lord. Now let's talk about Noah for a minute. You want to know why Noah found grace? Read the next verse. Noah was a perfect and upright man and walked before the Lord in his generation. And he even goes as far as telling Noah that he's going to destroy all flesh. Then we hear that word again. But... I'll make my covenant with you. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Unmerited, undeserved love and favor of the Lord. What did you find when you came searching? What did you find when you knelt before the throne? What did you find? Did you find a king with no mercy? Did you find the king that rejected you and turned you away? Did you find somebody that said, No, you've got to die just like the rest of humanity. You found of all things grace. By grace through faith you're saved and not of yourselves lest any man should boast. It is the gift of God. Thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift of what? Of grace. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. I know and I'm sure Noah had his detractors too. There are folks that say we don't need that screaming and hollering. There are folks that say just smile. Pat them on the back and tell them they're okay. And there are folks that would say, that boy, 
don't deserve anything, and they're right, I don't. But thank goodness I found grace in the eyes of the Lord. You've sung for 30 years or more. Not one song will help you set the first foot in heaven, but grace will get you all the way there. Amen. I've preached for 20 plus years. Johnny's preached for more than that. Gary's preached for a long time. Not one message will land us one foot in glory. And thank God when we get there, we won't have to preach anymore. But I've got news for you, boys. All the messages by then will be over. Grace is what will get us in there because the Lord's eyes looked down on us one time when we were lost and undone and on our way to hell. All flesh was going to be destroyed, was going to burn with a favorite heat, and God intervened with grace. Thank God for amazing grace. Oh, ho-hum, just another day. Is it? Because if you're here today at all, it's through God's grace. I preached to you about someone that's sung all their life for the Lord. About some deacons that's worked for the Lord all their lives. About some preachers that's preached for the Lord all their lives. Why well, I could even include this little lady that's been on the radio for years espousing the goodness of the Lord. But every broadcast you've ever done is irrelevant, it'll be grace that'll get you to glory. Praise the Lord. But I've got good news. If you're going under, if you thought the rain would never come your way, and now it's at the knees and you're worried, if you thought the rain would never fall, and now it's at your waist and you're concerned, if you thought the rain would never come in your life, and now it's just under your chin and you're really, really concerned about it, there is grace for you too. There's grace for sinners. Well, that's how sinners become saints. It's through the grace of God. You want Bible? I can give you Bible on that. I can go to the Old Testament and show you some grace. Somebody here brought it up not too long ago about Nebuchadnezzar. The fire in the furnace that destroyed the mightiest men of Babylon, God gave Nebuchadnezzar grace that he could go right up to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and look over in there. Why did the heat not destroy Nebuchadnezzar? 
Why did he not fall over like the rest of the mighty men of Babylon? Because God gave him grace to show what he could do. He's given you grace this morning, sinner, so that you don't have to die lost and undone, so that you don't have to burn. Let me preach this to you for just a minute. There is a literal burning hell that sinners go to and you're headed there without the grace of God. And Satan don't care how many times that you've been to Sunday school. He don't care how many times you've heard the preacher preach. He don't care how much money you've put in the collection plate. He just wants to see you burn. Now you're smart, aren't you? I don't think we have a child here that would purposely take their hand and lay it on the stove eye. You're too smart for that. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't go out to the campfire and step right up in it on purpose. You're too smart for that. You wouldn't do that. Then why are you sitting? Why when God is knocking? Why when that heart is about to beat out of your chest are you not getting on board the ship? Why are you, oh, they sing a song, oh, why not tonight? Will thou be saved? Then why not tonight? You need salvation Right now, today is the day of salvation. Behold, now is the accepted time. And I'm here to tell you today, He's got salvation for you. He didn't just reserve salvation for preachers, amen? He didn't just deserve reserve salvation for deacons, amen? He didn't just reserve salvation for Dutch Bottoms church members, amen? Now come on, folks. Don't you die on me. It's not his will that any should perish, any is you. It's you. It's not his will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Now let's go on down in just a verse or two below that. It says, if we know this, what manner of man should we be? Did you know, and when I first started this message this morning, I compared the men of Noah's day to the men of our day. The New Testament said they were marrying and giving in marriage, and you know it. 
Now let's talk about Noah. It had to be God, didn't it? I don't read that Noah was a sailor. I don't read that Noah knew anything. As a matter of fact, the only plan he had about building was the one that God gave him. That's right. That's all we've got to go by to. That's all. Amen. That's all we've got to go by to. You know this story, don't you? So here they came, two by two, two elephants, two goats, two camels. And if you want to go on into it, there was clean and unclean, seven of each one of them. But the story we tell the kids is two by two. Can you imagine two lines? I don't read where Noah had ever had any interaction with lions, but God caused them to walk right on up. They'd get right on in the dark. Yeah. And I believe they walked right where they were supposed to go, yeah. and they laid right down where they were supposed to be. And when all was on the ark, everything was the way that it was supposed to be, he didn't leave out anything, Gary. Two rats got on the ark. Two fleas got on the ark. Two mosquitoes got on the ark. He thought of everything. And he still does. But when everything that was supposed to be on that thing was on there, Noah and his family got on. And did you know that the ark that Noah helped build, he wasn't even allowed to shut the door. When all was in there and everything was accounted for, God... Shutting the door. Amen. The door's still open today, Bobby. You can still get on board. Amen. You don't have to drown. You don't have to burn. You don't have to die. You can get on board today if you want to. The door is still open. Oh, I plead with you, get on board before God shuts the door. Because when he does, it'll be too late. Amen. Nobody will be letting down a rope for you to get on. As a matter of fact, you know that ark was pitched within and without. I don't think Noah could even hear the people outside. I don't think he could even. If he would have, he'd worried. Yeah. If he would have, he might have tried to do something to save somebody else. But once God shut the door, Noah and his family were safe inside the ark. Once God shuts the door, closes the door of opportunity, You'll not have another change. 
Behold, all former things shall pass away. Behold, all things are become new. Sinner, please don't go to hell. Please don't burn. The door's wide open right now. The song I mentioned says, Well, thou be saved. Then why not tonight? 201 in the Red Book. Listen, sinner, listen. Oh, listen, sinner, listen. Won't you open wide the door? Your heart is what Jesus won't see it, and that's up to you. You'll have to let him in. <coughs> it's up to you. Did you know? I'm going to say this and I'll be done in a minute. Uh, there's Grace waiting. What did you find here, John Holt? I found Grace. What did you find here, Bobby Reed? Grace. Becky Lewis, what did you find right here? Why, well, there's still some waiting right here for you. Jarrah's not here this morning. I guess they raved them out. They couldn't get out of their driveway. But if she was here, she would tell you she found grace right over here. And look, there's still some grace here for you. It's still free. It won't cost you anything. And all you've got to do is step up and claim it. All you've got to, you don't have to understand the word I preach to you today. You don't have to understand about the Ten Commandments or the Articles of Faith. You don't have to know what the Bible says. But you have to believe that Jesus can save your soul. You have to believe that He's the only hope you got. And you have to want it more than anything. Preacher, I don't want to go to hell. Nobody does. Nobody does. But you have to do something to keep from going there. You have to do something. Jesus has already done everything he needed to do. This next week is Easter Sunday. We'll celebrate that he went to the cross. He died and rose on the third and morning morning. He did that to pay the price for your sins so that you don't have to burn. If you want to be saved, all you have to do is ask. Ask, and you shall receive. You have not, because you ask not. You know how easy it is to burn in hell? Sit right where you're at. That simple. Just sit still. Say nothing, do nothing, and you'll slip right off into hell. And you'll burn there for eternity and eternity. A place where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. And this is how I've preached that over the years. I believe, you know, have you ever, I'm bad for this. I'll lay down and I can't turn this thing off. I'll think about church, I'll think about work, I'll think about this person or that person. And although I'd love to go to sleep, I cannot turn this thing off. A 
place where their worm dieth not. Those thoughts of this service this morning when this old preacher sweated, yelled, and cried and pleaded and begged you to get saved will worm their way through your mind for an eternity in hell. The thoughts of that little Sunday school teacher that loved you hugged your neck and said Jesus loves you will worm their way through, their, through your mind for an eternity in hell. The church that loved you and the power of God fell on her and she begged you to be saved and prayed for you and cried out your name. That little church will worm its way through your thoughts for an eternity in hell. And there's nothing you can do about it once you get there because God shut the door. But it's still open today. You're still breathing. Your heart's still beating. He's graced you with one more day to call on it and be saved while you hear His voice today. Heart is not your heart. Friend, there's only one way to escape hell, and that's in Jesus. He loves you. There's, this is not happenstance that you're here at Dutch Bottoms this morning. It has nothing to do with luck. It has nothing to do with you just happen to wake up on time. God placed you here. He put you here because he, he, he knew you needed salvation. He's given you an opportunity. Right here. This is what you need is salvation. Amen. You need a way out of hell. And only you can do something about it. Now. I can do a repeat after me and you'd still be lost. Because yeah. it's your prayer that helps you get out of hell, not mine. You have to ask Jesus to save you. Wouldn't you like to be saved this morning? Wouldn't you like to call on him? Isaac, would you come sing your song again? I, I don't want to burden you or don't want to pick on you. But I believe the Lord like to save somebody this morning. Why not now?